All right, you're listening to another Reckless on the Road. Um, if it counts as on the road, because all these, we always say we're on the road, but we're really just hiking in most of them. I was going to say, Reckless in the Woods, <laughs> which doesn't sound too great no. now that it's hunting season. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyway, so we're hiking once again. I think we actually did an episode last time we were at this trail, didn't we? I think so. This is the trail, yeah. Yeah, we recorded an episode last time we were here. Cool. I guess this place just inspires us. <laughs> Alrighty, Elaine, you have the topic on this one. So, Yeah, so basically, last week, in the middle of us recording last week's episode, this idea kind of came to me after seeing just some stuff on Facebook. Let's just keep it at that. Like I, I've seen multiple people on Facebook kind of use this phrase of, well... I'll just let my faith take care of that or I'll let my faith in God be bigger than whatever circumstance. And that's great and admirable. However, sometimes whenever we use that phrase, we put more stock into our faith, emphasis on our faith or my faith than what we're even putting our faith in. And there's a lot of pride and ego that can play into that right so explain a little more about what you're what exactly you are meaning by that so a lot of times there will be like hard conversations to have with somebody okay and people will ask these deep questions that really make you think that really feels heavy to sit with and you just don't know how to answer which is fine But a lot of times we say, oh, I'll just put my faith in God and God will hear the rest as a way to end the conversation that we don't know how to have. Okay, I got you. So you're saying like instead of actually meaning it, like basically you're using that as a cop out to not have or like to close a conversation off. Yeah. And you put. Oh, I think I remember what you were saying. It was more along the lines of. You put more emphasis on you than you do God. Yeah. I think what you were trying to say last time is it was like. Someone comes up to you and they're like, I stand this way politically or whatever. And instead of like learning about that person, you kind of close it off and are more like, uh, oh, yeah, well, my faith just. Uh, my faith is bigger than that. And my faith doesn't, you know, I don't I don't consider that because my faith or whatever. Yeah. And so you close the conversation off, right? Yeah. So what direction you want to go with that? Just a general conversation around that idea? Yeah, because I feel like that's not. I don't necessarily have like a specific direction, but I feel like it's not something that people really talk about or people even actually recognize that they do in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Now, like, don't get me wrong that, that, like I said, that's honest and that's admirable. Sometimes you don't have the answers. You know, you are putting your faith in God and that's great because God is bigger than whatever circumstance. But just the general idea of like, sometimes... We get prideful about our faith of, well, my God's bigger than that, or my faith is bigger than that. So let me ask you this. Where does that falter? Because in essence, like that's not wrong. Like God is bigger than our doubts or whatever. So like, where does that trail off? So that's that's what I'm saying. Like God is bigger than that. But a lot of times there's just a lot of pride behind our faith. Or there's a lot of pride of, I don't know necessarily how to explain it, 
but there's this like ego of, well, it, we make it about us. Okay. So you're using faith as an excuse, but it's not actually faith. It's, it's pride. Yeah. And, and like I said, there are instances where it is faith. Right. But there are also instances where it's like, I don't feel like having this conversation. My God is bigger than this. I don't have to deal with it. Right. So instead of having actual conversation that can help people understand, even if you don't completely know everything that you're Yeah. Like, it's okay to not have the answers. It's okay to sit with an uncomfortable question. But I feel like too often... We're just like, oh, God's bigger than that, and then just kind of close it off. So, in other words, we use our faith as an excuse for our unknowing. Yes. Or our instead of being able to humble ourselves and say, hey, I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah. You know, I don't have the answer to which way politically is better to prevent abortions. Yeah. Or the answer to which way would cause less gun violence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, similar to what we were talking about Last week, which is what made me think about this very idea. Right. So, in other words, like using your faith as a crutch. I was like, yeah, yeah, as a crutch. Instead of dealing with the actual issue at hand, which I guess like there is beauty in turning it to God. Sure. Like turning, like, I don't know how to answer this question or I don't know how to be in this situation or my emotions are so hi, I'm just going to let go and let God kind of thing, like let God handle this or whatever. But there does come a time where it's like, yeah, God could handle it, but so can you. Like you can do your own research. You can sit with the heaviness. You can have this conversation. Kind of going to what you're saying there, the thing that I've seen a lot of people do is use the, oh, well, you know, my faith is bigger argument or... I just have to leave it in God's hands argument as an excuse to turn a blind eye yeah. toward truth. If I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, yeah. like it's, it's used in a way of like, instead of me learning, mm-hmm. understanding, instead of me trying to come together with you, I shut down the conversation and I'm not willing to learn. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times we don't even turn to the Bible. We rely on what we think we already know. And we don't have those conversations. Well, and it's kind of like the whole, we had talked about how scripture isn't supposed to close a conversation. It's supposed to open up a conversation. Right. And a lot of times when people use the phrase, well, my faith, or I'll just let God take care of that or whatever, you are, like, you're, you're ending that conversation. Right. Essentially, because either you don't know how to have the conversation or you just don't want to have the conversation. Or you disagree or you feel trapped even in your belief and you use that. It's kind of the whole, when I was working at the church, something the pastor told me that actually stuck with me for a very long time is once someone brings in the God told me so. Yeah. You have no room to stand anymore. Yeah. You know, God told me. That I'm supposed to marry this person. Well, okay, well, why are you coming to me looking for validation then? Yeah. If God told you, like once you introduce the, well, it's against my religion, you know, you, it's, a, it's a trump card. Yeah. There is, it closes not to off. Use, not to be punny. No, 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 not to be punny at all. <laughs> but it closes off the conversation and there's no real room for having 
an understanding anymore or trying to understand someone else's perspective anymore. Yeah. Not to say you can't say that's something I'm working through in my faith. Yeah. And like I said, not every time this phrase is used, is it used pridefully? Right. It's more the mindset behind it, I think, is what you're yeah. trying to get at here. And like I was saying, it, it focuses, like I said, we put too much stock into our faith and what our faith actually means. Uh-huh. Oh, and Jones, you are so muddy now. Wow. Holy moly. Where'd his feet go? Oh. <clears throat> wow. Our dog just sunk in the mud. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were saying? Um. I'm gonna have to wash his feet off in the creek over here now. Yeah. It kind of goes to like the idea of like using God as your own selfish gain uh-huh. or pushing your own agenda because of your understanding of God. And I think a lot of times our understanding of God or who we think God is uh-huh. gets in the way of who God actually is. Oh, and I want to go to somewhere with that. I want to circle back to what you were just talking about and finish that conversation at first. But remind me before we end this. Good boy, Doc. Good washing your feet. Remind me before we end this to circle back to using God for your own selfish gain. Yeah. Because that's a great point to close on. That especially, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do? How can we better identify when we're using our faith as a crutch instead of actually trusting in our faith mm-hmm. versus like, right? I guess that's the thing. And like, how do we better learn to use our faith to promote conversation instead of close conversation? It kind of goes back to that thing that you read me. I did a TikTok about where it's like too often we use our faith to, or we use the Bible or scripture even to close and end conversations instead of starting them. And so like, how do we, let's just start there. How do we identify whenever we are using our faith as an idol or as a barrier to prevent conversation or to pull a trump card? I feel like just everything else, it goes back to your intention. Mm -hmm. When you're using that phrase or similar phrases or whatever, you're letting your faith do the work for whatever it just goes back to what is your intention with that conversation what is your intention with saying that is your intention of hey I actually have no idea how I feel about this topic let me think about that let me see where God leads me in that let me see what the scripture says or whatever instead of I just don't feel like having this conversation with you or giving you the time of day I'm just going to let my faith be bigger and then just end with that. Like, I think another thing to add to that is giving yourself grace. And this is something that I feel like there's a lot of guilt in Christianity mm-hmm. of not knowing what the Bible says about something. Yeah. The truth is, anyone who's read the Bible gets this. The more you read it, the more you little subtleties you pull out, mm-hmm. the more contradictions you find. Maybe not even like in the, the less text. you know. Yeah, and that's not even like contradictions of the scripture itself, just contradictions in what you thought it said versus what it actually says. Or what you've been taught, what you've believed. And so it's okay. And anyone listening, like, that's just something to kind of pull out from too. It's okay to not know what the Bible says about something or to read the Bible and you read it one way and someone else read it a different way. That's all okay. We've talked about that. But just giving you permission to realize, like, you don't have to have every single answer yeah and 
that's actually the epitome of what wisdom is, is asking more questions and you have like being slow to answer. Yeah. You know, but quick to listen, slow to speak, you know, that whole idea. Like we can always learn. We have never arrived. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I would say is try, and this is in life in general, but like to try not to justify or to, I guess, what's the right word I'm looking for? Try not to strengthen your confirmation bias. Yeah. Like whenever you're looking for scriptures, don't look for just the ones that support your philosophy. Yeah. But look for the counter argument too, because it's there too. Yeah. And getting an idea of both what someone else sees as a counter argument, what you see as your argument and blending both, understanding the context and everything helps you come to a better understanding. And then Mm -hmm. lastly, realizing like what one person needs for their faith may not be what you need for yours. Well, and getting rid of assumptions. Yeah, for sure. Not assuming, one, that you do know what the Bible says or what it means, or, and or, not assuming that other people do or do not know what the Bible says and what it means to them. Right. Assuming that people are bad people because they don't disagree with you or they see things differently. Well, and like, even looking to examples of Christ— Many times Jesus went to scripture, but it was never to shut down, even if it was taken that way. Yeah. You know, oftentimes Jesus looked at the Pharisees and he's like, I know the scripture, but also like there's this other side of God and I just want to validate both. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Was Jesus like fighting them with scripture? I don't think so. I was going to say, most of them already knew what the scripture said. Right. It's like, would you rob a man to eat? Would you, you know, prevent, like Jesus was basically saying, like, I understand what your book says, but when you know the God behind the book, it makes sense that the pettiness of that, you know, the not healing on the Sabbath or what have you, far, like is so lesser than the realness that God desires for humans to have a solid, you know, plentiful life. Yeah. You know, to experience joy. And even when it comes to like Satan being tempted or Jesus being tempted by Satan in the, in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear Satan is sitting there with Jesus and he's like throwing the Bible. I don't view that as like this literal devil chilling in the woods with Jesus. Yeah. I view that as like this internal monologue of Satan being that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. The deceiving mindset where Jesus is like, I know the scriptures. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but also I know who God is. Yeah. And it's this back and forth of like struggling internally of I could do this, but also I can humble myself and do that. And having this realization that these dualities exist and just that internal struggle. Well, and that's what he had to learn. That's something that I was thinking about as I was sitting with this idea of like having pride in our faith. What happens when our faith fails us or sure. we fail our faith? What, what happens if we're having a bad day and we lost faith or like what happens when we do go through these tough situations and experiences and then we have a lack of faith? Sure. Or what happens when, oh, my faith in God is bigger than this. And then we don't get the outcome that we thought God was going to give us. Right. So what happens then? 
And I think that just comes down to the idea of like salvation isn't in our knowing. We'll never know enough, you know, despite what the Gnostics have taught. Yeah. <laughs> like the Gnostics, like we're onto a couple things, but that one, they just, it's not like you can't know enough to satisfy the human mind. Yeah. And that, that's where, like, the whole ignorance is bliss comes to mind. Right. I mean, even what, like, Solomon was like, the more I learned, the worse I was, you know? Yeah, and, like, you'll, you will literally search your entire life for all the wisdom. Nobody has all the wisdom in the world. But that's where, and that's a great place to kind of transition out of this topic, I think, or to kind of close this little topic down since we're on our hike to the woods, that, like, whenever you say things like, oh, well, you know, that violates my faith. That's against my faith or whatever. When you're doing that because you feel you are superior or that is a superior answer, you feel that your knowledge supersedes someone else's. Yeah. That doing that undermines their ability to have any say in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Then that's the opposite of meekness or humbleness. That is the epitome of exalting one's knowledge. Yeah. Over someone else. There was a very large deer that came through here. Um, But at the same time, being able to humble yourself and say, this is how I feel about this. This is what I've been taught. My faith leans this way. But trying to understand on a deeper level the alternative to that, you know? Yeah. Or even just giving room for the conversation, realizing you always have all the answers. The hunt for understanding is not... The sin, the sin is realizing or believing that you don't have to hunt. Well, that and that you're better because you have the answers. Right. If anything, you're not, you know? Yeah. It just begets more questions. So I'll just say, I completely see your point. And that's a valid thing to watch out for in all of our faith journey is we try to grow in, in understanding and in love and in, you know, Christ. In allowing ourselves. The permission to one, not only have, to not have the answers, but also to be wrong. Like so many times I feel like we think faith is about being right. Yep. We think religion is about being right and it's not. Well, and that circles back. What was it I said to remind me of before we closed out today? Talking about using God for your own selfish gain was the thing you mentioned back at the bridge that I had completely slipped my mind of that was the wording i guess it was trying to trigger the thoughts <clears throat> there's a lot of that going on right now the whole my faith is superior i am you know and that that's i think it's a beautiful point of tying into this conversation because so often we look at a fact that we have this form of faith that we spend all of our time learning and forming whether it be from other people's perspectives or our own And we forget that that exists within us, that we cannot hold everything that we have come to believe as 100% truth to someone else. And I feel like that's one of the things that is being used to divide humanity so much right now is this idea that because you believe a certain way, you are superior. We've seen it with politics on both sides. We've seen it with different religions, different religions. Um, You know, you look at fundamental Christians constantly using the Bible as an end all be all 
stopping point of a conversation. And if you try to uh, say anything separately, you're just basically insulted and mocked at, you know. And I think that this morning, whenever you told me, shout out to Kyle, who was on our episode talking about prayer. Mm -hmm. Kyle Butler, he said he was having a conversation with someone and someone came out him challenging him. He's like, I need, they were like, I need you to elaborate more on this. And he simply said, no, I'm not going to. Because he knew the conversation yeah. wasn't a conversation. It was turning, and you could tell by reading it. It was what? A trap. Yeah, it was a trap. And so they were trying to pull their faith card out. And there's nothing you can do to get out of that. No. Because you're going to frame everything. We do that. Humans yeah. do that. We frame our conversations to fit our agendas. To get people trapped into the confines of well, our belief. And I, that's even something that happens, like, outside of this specific conversation, but, like, in podcasting, where, like, you pose certain questions to get the answer you're looking for right. out of your guests. Right. Can't stand whenever people do that, man. That's <laughs> but people do that in, like, normal conversation, not just podcasting. <laughs> I think school buses are a complete waste of money. And Don't you agree? Terrible, <laughs> yeah, terrible uh, stress on the school system. Wouldn't you agree with this point? Wow. Okay. Way to shut down. <laughs> I know where you stand. But Even worse is when people are framing it like, man, all these people that believe this way are just destined for hell and are just worthless sinners. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I know it's extreme, but like, <laughs> well, because okay. you trap them into either agreeing with you or their point in their head becomes valid. Right. It's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. You either agree. And that happens so much in faith and politics. But there is it. a separate option. And that is just realize that you're not in the position to have to try to explain your way through anything. Yeah. And just step out of it. I think we forget we have that ability. Which I was going to say at the start of this conversation, a lot of people do in the conversations with. Well, I'll just let God, I'll let my faith be bigger than that. Uh-huh. And that's their way of ending the conversation. Sure. That's also, it goes both ways. Yeah. You can get out of a conversation that way, but you can also simply say, you know, I just, that's not how my faith, you know, that's not how God speaks to me or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, it's all about the intent. You can say anything and mean it one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Telling someone I love you can be condescending or truthful. Mm-hmm. It's all in the intent. And I think the whole, if, like the whole topic we're discussing here isn't about authenticity at all, at all. Yeah. It's about whenever you feel you're superior in some way. When you feel as if you saying that is an answer. It's yeah. okay to not give an answer. It's okay to not feel like you need to give an answer. Yeah. It's okay to look at someone and tell them you don't feel like talking about that. Yeah. But using your faith is not a final answer. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. You can go to your faith and say, I don't necessarily, you know, this is how I believe. This is how I've been taught. This is where I'm at currently and mean it authentically. But you can't go to your faith and close it off by saying the way I believe invalidates you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the whole point of this. So, 
you have any closing notes? No, I'm just repeating. I feel like what we say at the end of every episode is just it just goes back to your intention, your purpose. Everything is intention. What are you talking about on your show right now, Elaine? What am I talking about on my yeah, show? Yeah, what have you been discussing? Okay. Uh, spirituality. Um, that's the whole, yeah, the title of Elaine's show, Spirituality Untamed. I'm going to give her a plug real quick. <laughs> what else you got going on? Yeah, so this week or tomorrow, I actually am talking about extending grace to your past self and asking the question, do you love your past self? Do you give grace to who you used to be? And just unraveling what that looks like. And in turn, how we can extend grace to other people. I like that. Everyone, if you're listening, you haven't done so so far. Elaine's podcast is Spirituality Untamed. You can find it at spiritualityuntamed.com. Or, of course, you can just go to therecklesspursuit.com and click it in the top. It's linked up there. Also, a couple things about what I have going on right now. I have been fully diving, diving, dove. I dove (laughs) fully into music production. I just came out with an album called Fabled Able. It is a document of me traversing all of my clinical anxiety and panic attacks from 2018. And it's just a musical instrumental representation of a lot of, I wrote it in that time and I finally got the guts to put it out there. Has some very October vibes to it, even though we're in November, but it's been out for a minute, but I want to go ahead and throw that there too. And I am working on some, winter music too so just a little update on what we have going on we'd love to hear from you of course you can always find us at nomads a safe community for christians asking safe questions or email us at mail at the reckless love you guys and as always be brave and be reckless we'll, we'll talk, talk soon, soon.